Thank you for listening to Christ Alone Podcast, where we believe that Jesus lived, died, and resurrected according to the scriptures. Our hope is that God can bless you through this week's episode. All right, welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Angie and Steven's podcast. Crash alone. Crash alone podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah. I knew you'd mess that up. What do you uh, mean? I said that perfectly. Right. You you lagged yourself because you no, started I didn't. listening to me. I totally, right. I totally well, did hey, not. Hey, listen. We'll let the listeners judge, all right? We're taking a poll. All right, go on our social media. <laughs> Listen, I think maybe you went faster back. to mess me up. No, I don't know. I guess we'll play it back when we're done, and uh, I don't know. We'll let the listeners decide. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. All right. So, welcome back, everyone. Um, let me start off by saying, you know, we apologize because we missed a week. There's a perfectly good explanation for that. Um, are you going to discuss that? with the audience do i have to i would say so i mean that way people can pray for you and all of that but that's hipaa we can't break hipaa now uh you <laughs> yeah that's if i do it that's why i'm trying to get your permission no you're trying to force me to talk about my health okay <clears throat> no okay guys i got covid all right it happened and I'm, I've been quarantined for the last, I think, 10 days, 9 days, something, somewhere around there. Um, but yeah, if you want to pray for me, go ahead. Um, prayers are welcome. I am feeling much better. Um, uh, it was really like a cold. I mean, I still have a cough right now. Yeah. I didn't lose my taste or smell, thank the Lord. So I just enjoyed some delicious Chick-fil-A. And it made my heart and my stomach very happy. Okay. Well, I'm glad that you're okay. Um, I had total confidence, not in you, but in God, that you would be okay. Um, I wasn't too worried about you. Um, I, uh, I, I I mentioned to you in a, in a text, right? Because when I found out, um, my, my first reaction was, was very selfish and... Um, judgmental <laughs> mm-hmm. and i was like what why how what did you do you know and mm-hmm. of course you didn't answer any of my questions um except when i asked how are you doing um <laughs> and then uh i think after like a day or two i messaged you and i was like listen i'm sorry I didn't, I, it was a third day I third counted. day yeah well you know christ rose on the third day we gotta keep it consistent here Right. <laughs> uh, so, so on the third day, um, as it was never written, I called you, and uh, and I was, or I texted you actually, and I said, "Hey, listen, I'm sorry I haven't called you. I just, you know, I was trying to not call you because I didn't want to, you know, pull dad. And when I mean dad, I mean Steven's dad, not Papa Bear dad. Um, yeah. You know, I didn't want to go dad on you and. Uh, and I think it worked out because <laughs> I think it would have made you feel bad. And then I would have felt bad after. Maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah. But but yeah. But then I, I talked to you and uh, yeah, 
It's all good. Yeah. I'm just, I'm glad you're okay. So far. <laughs> um, yeah, I just, it kind of sucks because I miss you and I really want to see you. And now that you have COVID or had COVID or, you know, yet to be determined, <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. it, uh, it makes you want to see you more. And I think, yeah. I think that happens with a lot of things, right? When we are forced into, uh, certain things like the more you want to you know oppose that right mm -hmm. and uh maybe that's why a lot of the times people walk away from christ because it's forced upon them you know versus hey listen it this is how it works yeah um but yeah i'm just i'm just glad that you're okay and that i know you're gonna you know eventually reach a full recovery and we'll be able yeah. to see you. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. So almost actually, there. I go back to work tomorrow. Why? <laughs> That's not 14 days. I know. I have no idea why they... How only does that make sense? I have no idea. But that's what that's what my boss said. That's what the Department of Health said. Like, they called me. They, they told me that I was able to go back. And... So, so I'm going to go back to work tomorrow. Do you feel comfortable? Yeah. You feel comfortable. So you would feel comfortable coming to my house right now? No, I would not feel comfortable. Wait a second. House. Why? I'm only going to work because they're making me go to work. But that wasn't the question. I asked you if you were comfortable going to work. You said yes. I am because so I'll just... I'll so why are you comfortable going to work and not coming to my house? Because they're forcing me to go to work. I have to go to work. So then does that, but does but, that mean you're comfortable going to work? I guess not so much. Okay. So you can't say, hey, I'm not comfortable going to work until I hit 14 days. Because no. that's what the CDC says. No. You can't say that? No. Well, that sucks. <clears throat> I, I would say it anyway. But, but my paperwork, I mean, my paper, the paper is, but everyone knows that. The papers say when you get tested, it says 14 days, but for whatever reason, they want us back at 10 days. So I will be there. Um, and hopefully I won't. Hopefully not infecting anybody else, right? Yeah. Because the way I understand it is you get tested, right? Once you, uh, let's say you've been exposed whether you have <clears throat> symptoms or not, you go get tested. If you test positive, your quarantine starts from that point, 14 days. Uh, at the end of 14 days, you know, uh, either day 14 or preferably day 15, you get tested. If it's negative, I mean, I'm no doctor, but I would say take the test about two more times because we do get false negatives and false positives. Just to be sure, <clears throat> make sure the results are consistent, and then we're okay to go back to work. Well, actually, according to the CDC um, website, because I looked it up, even after the 14 days, you can still come up positive because you have the antibodies in your system, even though you're negative. You stop being... The reason why it's 10 days for work is because, according to CDC, after the 10th day, you are no longer... Infectious. Um, infectious, yeah. 
You cannot. You can't give it to anybody. Okay. Well. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Then. I mean, all God right. willing, you don't infect anyone else. Everything's good to go, and all is good. Um. All right. Well. How do you feel now versus how you did the first couple of days? <clears throat> I feel good. Um, I just have a little bit of a cough. The first, see, it started with a little cough. And then the next day I felt like really fatigued. I had to leave work early. I'd call my boss. I'm like, let me, yeah, I need to go. Um, and then the next day I stayed home just, you know, to be safe. And I wanted to get tested. And yeah, it came back positive. Um, I felt it, it, it was really mostly feeling fatigued and having the sniffles and a little cough. Yeah. And then last Friday, I, I got a little bit of a headache. But so not not so it. bad for you, right? Considering, you know, death is worst case scenario. Um, right. Not so bad for you. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, there's other people that get it and they have they lose their taste their sense of taste, their sense of smell. I can't imagine what that's like, and I don't want to know what that's like because it's going to be, it's got to be feel miserable eating for <laughs> yeah. you know, however long with, with those symptoms. So you definitely were one of the, uh, you know, luckier ones, if we can call it that. Um, but yeah, well, glad you're okay. And as far as you know, you did not infect anyone correct correct well that's good too yeah all right well that is why we missed last week i mean i i guess technically i could have done a solo episode but um they would have missed me too much i just didn't want to no i'm kidding um i was actually pretty busy myself i i mean i've been missing weeks even even though we've been doing Christ Alone podcast pretty consistent. I've been missing a week or two here with uh, uh, Like Father, Like Daughter podcast because the baby has become so demanding. I'm just like, can you just grow up a little bit? You know? Grow up a little bit. You know? Uh, but uh, <laughs> at the same time, I'm like, please don't grow up so fast. <laughs> ah! So it's yeah. official. It's official. She's already said her first word. No, she didn't. Yep. I hate that I'm missing this. And well, it's, I mean, it's very obvious what her first word is. It's Papa. Was it, are you sure it wasn't Tata? Nope. It was Papa. So I do have uh, records, you know, um, exhibit A. It's a video of her, a minute and three seconds. And about 10 seconds into the video, she says it. So, um, you know, and this was like a month ago. But now she says it consistently. So, it's official. I mean, once mom was like, oh, I think she said Papa. I was like, let me claim this before uh, yeah. <laughs> before she spits out another word. Has she said Mama yet? No. <laughs> How? Uh, you know. It's, uh, I don't know. And maybe because I spend a lot of time with her. Uh, I, so does Jen. Yeah, but I don't know then, I guess. Well, you just love her more. I what? 
I love you her more. You just love her more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, that's definitely debatable. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know that, you know, that she loves our kids more than me or vice versa. We just, we love them so much. Um, and we're very happy to have them in our life. Um, yeah. But yeah, but uh, the baby's just growing up so quick. Um, I mean, she's she already sits like if you sit her down, she stays sitting by herself. Um, she's re- almost ready to crawl. She just turned eight months yesterday. Um, and uh, yeah, she's just about ready to crawl. And uh, we're excited to see that, um, you know, when it happens, her teeth are almost all the way out on the bottom. And uh, she bites hard. Um, <laughs> what else? She's eating a lot of baby food also. She eats banana too. She, she loves banana. Um, we'll take a banana and sometimes sometimes her sister will eat a banana and she'll like give her a little bite. And at first it was like cutesy because she was like kind of like just sucking on the banana. But then she figured out how to use her teeth and she ripped up a, a chunk of the banana and we had to we had to like dig it out of her, of her mouth so that she wouldn't <laughs> choke on it uh but when she when we give her banana we typically just smash it you know the way baby food typically comes and we'll feed her uh and she loves it she loves bananas she loves squash she loves vegetables uh she's she's gonna be like her sister so which you know equals you know expensive food bill when she gets older yeah because uh, she'll eat like an adult <laughs> uh but yeah so that's exciting for me and um what else that's about it it's about it really uh, but yeah so the baby my point with that is the baby's been keeping me very very busy and uh you know usually uh when I have the time to record the podcast, we're all here. And so mom, you know, Jen stays with the baby. And then, uh, you know, Javerlyn could help her while you and me record. And then uh, and then also, uh, then Jen will stay by herself. And then Javerlyn and I will record for the other podcast. But because the baby's become so demanding, it's almost become like a at least a minimum two-person show um yeah just right now is is a really good time because uh she's sleepy and uh she's hungry but the bottle's ready and so that's something that her sister can handle so uh you know i'm kind of you know letting her uh, watch her for now so so yeah so i mean i say uh what you want to take a break and then we jump right into it um our topic for today is going to be um i forgot no i'm kidding uh it's going to be catholicism versus uh christianity so just you know bear with us right when we say blank versus christianity it's not like a fight to see Mm -hmm. who uh ends up at the top (laughs) uh we're trying to be you know um I'll admit I'm very biased because I have Christ in my heart. So <laughs> I'm very, very biased. But at the same time, you know, we're, we're trying to be as objective as possible to try and just, uh, you know, we're going to talk about some of the differences, some of the similarities. 
um, and then maybe just go to um, just some, you know. I mean, we all, as Christians, we always go and default to scripture, right? Solo scriptura, right? Yeah. We default to scripture, and if something does not align with that, then, you know, that's where, what we'll probably discuss. Um, what else? Well, I was going to say that even with, because we're, I mean, we're trying to compare it to Christianity, but with at least Catholicism and maybe even Mormons, they would consider themselves Christians. Correct. Yeah. So we'll discuss why that is not true. Um, and when we'll say this, we'll say why it's not true from our worldview. Okay. Um, to try and be a little politically correct. <laughs> uh, why is not true in our worldview? Uh, no, I think that's the right way to say it, anyways. Um, but uh, yeah, let's take a quick break and uh, we'll jump right into it when we get back. Okay. All right, welcome back, everyone. Welcome. <laughs> welcome back from the break. And, uh, you know, uh, it's funny. Um, as soon as we hit stop for the break, I'm like, all right, let's go. I know. No, you, quick... you, said, you said we'd take a quick break. And, and it was it a quick break. It literally meant like two seconds. So for you guys, it was 32 seconds. But for us, it was... It could have been, actually. It could have it been, could have been. <laughs> like a split second. Uh, but, uh, but we actually gave ourselves a little break. All right. So, Catholicism uh, and Christianity. I'm going to let you kick it off. Okay. So, the word Catholic um, means universal. So, it was just, uh, yeah, that's what that word means. Um, but we're going to start with what we, what are the, what does Christianity and Catholicism agree in? And then we'll go into uh, what we don't agree on. Okay. So uh, four things that I have that we agree on, and then you can add to it if, if I'm missing anything. Okay. So the first one is that there is one God, right? Um, second one is that Jesus is the son of God. Third is we believe in the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Um, and then the fourth one, we believe in eternal punishment in hell and eternal life in heaven. Yeah, so, that, so that means that there's a literal hell and a literal heaven. Yes, yeah. Um, and that's, that's all I have on what we agree on. Do you have anything else aside from that? Um, yeah, we also both affirm much of the same scriptures. Uh, Though there are, you know, specific uh, scriptures that we'll probably talk about um, where where we differ um, from um, Catholics. Um, I will say, um, I've I've had Cath I had a Catholic tell me that the now again I, this does not make sense to me, but their claim was that though Catholics follow the Bible. They follow the gospel of Jesus Christ. They don't read their Bible. Okay. So, and I think, I think what this person meant to say by that was, hey, 
uh, and this is just a possibility, uh, was because in in another conversation, um, it was brought up that yeah, Christians always walk around with their Bible, and so uh, maybe that's what she meant um, by saying that you know Catholics don't read their Bible. Yeah, they have you know Bibles at home, but uh, a common practice for them might be to have the Bible open to a specific scripture and it for the most part just stays open and they don't ever look at it um it's just kind of decor uh that represents their you know worldview um but they don't they don't uh read it or carry it with them everywhere so well i really i really think that just depends on the person because there are devout catholics who do read the bible often just like there are, well we would argue that they're not but we, there's christians quote-unquote yeah. christians that don't read their bible at all sure. um so i just think it i i think it varies i think a catholic person can quote the bible more so than a christian person it just depends on who exactly you're talking talking about right um, um but i i think maybe that goes into the fact that for those that for those catholics that don't read their bible um maybe that goes into the fact that um there's a lot of Power that the priest is given uh, yeah. to teach and to you know yeah yeah to teach it. So um, sometimes they go go off of what the priest is saying, and um, we'll talk more about what they what they uh, believe. But I mean, Christians do the same. Well, again, quote unquote, Christians will do the same thing. Well, yeah, where we won't read our Bibles, but we'll go and hear what the pastor read in his Bible, which doesn't. Yeah really makes sense or, are you following or, jesus or, or are you following exactly or, or, we'll, or we'll listen to what a televangelist says and we'll just repeat it and not know what it means yeah. um so yeah i i could see that there um yeah i just i was just when when we were talking about these uh i just it came to my mind that you know she had mentioned that and i'm I just, it just had me thinking like all right you, you my point what with this saying that was that okay if you follow if you follow scripture or the gospel right and you don't read it uh, to me that's just you know a little bit contradictory but again that yeah. that that falls on both the catholic and also the christian right you can't mm -hmm. you can't claim to be christian and not read your bible or not yeah. show the fruit right which we've talked a lot about on this podcast so mm -hmm. uh so yeah um all right so what's what are we going to talk about uh first in particular um um disagreement okay so let's talk about uh yeah so let's talk about um salvation one of the big, big one. ones is oh <clears throat> yeah yeah so I, I was gonna go to that that in christianity um the thought or, or the belief is that you are saved by christ alone you know and faith alone in christ whereas for catholics the thought is really although they might argue against it is that it's Jesus plus works, okay? right. kind of like what we're talking in Mormonism. So it's it's not just uh, Jesus died on the cross, so we are saved. Also, you have to perform these specific sacraments in order to get that salvation. And if you don't, then you know, you know, well, we know where you end up if you don't do this, this, and that. So that that's why we yeah. see people saying, and you know, they and, again, <laughs> and all that stuff. And again, the big verse that they um, that they quote is James, 
chapter 2, verse 17, where it says, so also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead, right? And yeah. we, we mentioned this before with the, uh, with the Mormons, that they, that's a verse that they use also um, to, I guess, to justify that. But again, yeah. we have to, when we're looking at these verses, um, you know, we have to understand who's writing it, what's the context of everything that's being said, and, um, you know, and go from there. Yeah. All right. So that's the biggest one. Um, you know, Christianity teaches Jesus is the only way, the truth, and the life. We've talked about that. But again, you know, they're, they're adding these sacraments that you have to do Jesus plus do all these things. But then if you say it's plus all these things, then it is no longer just Jesus, which yeah. that's what the Bible teaches us. Um, the second thing is that we disagree on is um, Christianity. We believe in, we've talked about, we talked about it in a previous podcast. Um, you know, the Bible is sola scriptura. You know, it has a final authority. But in Catholicism, as we just mentioned, they, they give a lot of um, authority to the Pope and and priests. So in Catholicism, they put the church and the Pope on the same level as the Bible. Yeah, uh, so according to Catholics, yeah, they have the, uh, uh, the delegated power of absolution, right? Mm -hmm. And we know that when we look at Scripture, what Scripture tells us, Specifically, right, in John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the truth, the way, and the life, right? No one comes mm -hmm. to the Father except through me. Um, and then, uh, you know, we understand, again, from other scriptures, right? Uh, Romans 10, was it 8 and 9 or 9 and 10, where, uh, you know, you have to repent. And uh, it's not just... It's not, I know we talk about you have to accept Christ. And I know in many conversations, I've even said to others, you know, um, because they've asked me, hey, so do you think my, you know, my parents or so and so is in heaven? And I'm like, well, I have no idea. <laughs> right. As Christians, I don't think we are in the position to say one thing or another, you know, one way or another. As Christians, uh, we are in a position to say, well, you know what? Um, that is between them and God, right? Um, what I do know is that in order to be saved, right, uh, you have to repent. You have to hear the gospel. You have to repent of your sins. You have to open your heart to Christ. You have to invite him in, right? You have to confess it. And you have to believe it. And then if you've done that truthfully, then there will be fruit that others will attest to. Um, mm -hmm. But, but yeah, um, but no, but, but they, uh, you know, uh, and again, we also know from scripture that Christ is the one that absolved us from sin, you know, when he died on the cross, it's, the, it's, it's, it's what he did. He died on the cross so that he could defeat death. Why, why is it so important to understand how death and sin correlate? Because scripture also tells us that our payment or the wages of sin is death, right? That's how we pay for sin, with death. And so Christ came and died on the cross so that we would not have to. Mm -hmm. And um, and again, if, if we're living by that, right, and we're living by that, we're living by, you know, uh, 
the other parts of scripture where it tells us that we are we are the priests you know we've been given a priesthood right then um you know it it's again it's uh that's where one of the major differences lies because they they i feel like there's this block where catholics they don't i guess they maybe they're not they don't see it because they've you know they've been taught or those that grew up in catholicism are taught hey you have to go to confession you have to go see the priest and you have to do penance right the priest is going to tell you to pray however many times you know based on the sin that you've done and all of that and then you'll be okay but um again we we fall into that religiosity religiosity that that we've uh if that's even a word that we've talked about before and you become legalist in a way right because now you're just you're just doing what the what the pharisees and sadducees mm -hmm. did um you know uh back in those days where it's like hey uh yeah we we're righteous because we do you follow the law of moses and um again scripture scripture says you know um yeah, that's fine, but you guys will be the first ones that'll that'll be in hell. So you know, in a matter of speaking, you know, when Jesus spoke to them, he was very, very um, direct, and and I guess in one way you could say that he was hard on them. But again, it's because they were they were more law abiding, traditional, you know. Oh, all right. Man, you say so much. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm sorry. I apologize. Um, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. So, um, no, but I, I wanted to add to that because you segued into that uh, that second part of that, which is, you know, the Pope and um, priests are given this authority. Um, and one of the authorities is to grant forgiveness. And so you said, you know, we, you know, people have to go to a priest to ask for forgiveness, but um, the Bible tells us that it's through Jesus, through Jesus alone, that we have forgiveness. It talks about how, when Jesus died, when Jesus was on the cross, um, and and he died on that cross, the the um, what is that thing called? The veil that was veil. that was in the temple, <laughs> right. it ripped. It ripped because in yeah. the holy temple there was there was a place for the holy priest to go. Um, and he would be able to go past the veil, you know, once a year to sacrifice, uh, for the sins of the people and the sins of himself. But, um, only he could go past that. Yeah. And the fact that when G Jesus died on the cross, he became our ultimate priest forever. And that's why the, the veil, the veil broke, meaning that we no longer need a, 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 a human priest to connect with we the father need, yeah we don't need anyone. jesus be exactly yeah jesus became our priest so that we can come to him and through him we have forgiveness yeah but um uh, like so, we've talked about in, in catholicism there's this idea of you have to go to the priest well that's not what that's not what the bible teaches me the bible teaches me that i'm forgiven if i i confess my sins to jesus um and through that yeah. i'm forgiven yeah yeah and again to just to kind of uh, backtrack a little bit to what I was saying earlier that I know that you know we say very loosely you know all you have to do is accept Christ right um, there's more there, again like I explained earlier there's more to that there's there's more to just accepting Christ um, you know I heard someone say oh, okay so 
Uh, it doesn't matter if I've stolen anything, if I've killed, if I've done, you know, um, I can just say I accept Christ and I'm good, right? And that's, and sadly, that's, that's the result of us, you know, very loosely saying all you have to do is accept Christ. So I think as Christians, for the Christian listener, um, we have to be very intentional with what we're saying and also very careful, right? Uh, we can't just say things loosely like that, at least without, not without giving any explanation as to what it means to accept Christ. Um, it's not, ju not just saying, I accept Christ. Um, but to then to go back to what you were saying about the veil and all of that, um, Hebrews 10, 19 to 20 says, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain that is through, mm. through his flesh. So that that very so good. that very specifically explains what you um what you were talking about um just a few minutes ago. I have um, another verse, but it isn't as good as yours. Um, <laughs> well Hebrews, just for clarification, Hebrews, the verse is not mine, all right? Right, right. <laughs> Hebrews four sixteen says, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace yeah. to help in time of need. I was gonna say start from four fourteen. Since then, we have a great high priest who is... Is that what you read? No. Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize, sympathize with our weakness, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us then, with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. See, that, that gives a little bit more completion to that thought. And again, it, it, um, it reiterates the point that you made about Jesus being our high priest. Um, um, yeah, so for, for Catholics, um, like we said earlier, yeah, only, only priests who have received the faculty of absolving from the authority of the church can forgive sins in the name of Christ. And so that is, I mean, that I, again, that's just, that's just a wall. That's a wall that we hit um, with Catholics because, you know, again, based on scripture, it says the opposite of that. Mm -hmm. um, there's also, um, there's also the celibacy celibacy issue with priests. I don't know if you want to discuss that. I, I I think that's a maybe a, a more a minor difference. Um, yeah, maybe. we can. Um, but since we're on the priest subject, all right. So um, so for Catholics, um, most most Catholics hold that priests should remain unmarried, right? Although in some Catholic rites, uh, priests are allowed to marry so that the priest can focus on the work of God. So, again, I, I don't mean to be misunderstood. So, priests are not to marry so that they don't lose focus on the work of God. Mm -hmm. Okay? Um, let's see here. Uh, in Christianity, um, Christians hold that bishops, overseers, pastors, etc. can marry as per 
1 Timothy 3, 2. Um, and let's see. And this is, I think I got the wrong verse here, but let's see. The Spirit So 1 Timothy 4, 1 through 3 says, The Spirit clearly says that in later times, soon some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Such, such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose consciousness have been seared as with a hot iron. They forbid people to marry and order them to abstain from certain foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and those who know the truth. So I think what this uh, verse in particular is talking about is how, you know, um, maybe in, 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 you know, in many cultures, right, uh, uh, the Jewish culture, the Catholic, I guess we can call it culture, um, traditionally they won't eat certain foods, right? Um, for Catholics, there's a, I forget what week it is, right? Because I don't, I don't pay attention to that stuff, but um, I think it's um, during, uh, during Easter. I don't know what during you're talking Easter. about. There, there's a, there's a, there's a time, there's a time where Catholics will not eat meat. And they, Are you talking about Lent? Maybe it's that, yeah. And they, they can't eat meat for like a week or however many mm -hmm. days. Um, and, um, you know, again, one of the conversations that I had with a Catholic was, yeah, oh, uh, we were going to, I think, uh, have lunch or something. And she's like, oh, uh, I forgot I can't have meat. Um, today and I'm like oh okay and um it just it just had me thinking like I, I don't know what I do first of all <laughs> in my humanity <laughs> I, I'm just like I cannot do that right um but yeah uh, but again um scripturally um you know it talks about that stuff how some people are not going to do those things um I mean, Daniel fasted for 21 days and he didn't eat meat. Yeah. No, no, that's that's fine. But I think fasting is a completely different thing from. I mean, he fasted. What was what was Daniel's reason for fasting? I don't remember. OK, me either. And I was hoping you'd had the answer. For that. <laughs> <laughs> but but, you know, I. I again. We're, we're uh, honestly i don't think either of us know enough about lent to yeah we don't know enough about lent no to discuss but, it further yeah no but my point is right is that fasting i guess i guess technically that's a fast right because they're like yeah we we're not gonna eat during this time all right well i guess we're gonna stop talking about lent then. <laughs> hey listen if you if you know more about lent uh then obviously we obviously which is don't, nothing. which is nothing. So if you know, if you knew more than us, I mean, hit us up and let us know because um, it, this is, I, here's the thing, right? I think Catholicism is, is a, is a much bigger conversation than we can have in an hour, yeah. you know, much bigger than any other, um, I think any other religion. And I think the big part of it is because um, there are, I guess on the surface, we're, it's very similar to Christianity, just like Mormonism, but it's, 
it's maybe it goes a little bit deeper than what Mormonism does. And I think that's why uh, Mormonism was, you know, that much, I guess. It, it took less to, uh, you know, to get to the bottom of Mormonism. Yeah. Anyways. All right. All right. So another, uh, another things that Kath, another belief in Catholicism uh, that Christianity doesn't believe in is the idea of purgatory. So that the idea that uh, after we all die, we go, th everyone goes through this purgatory where they're purged of their sin after death um, before going to either heaven or hell. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a like a waiting room is my yes. understanding. Yeah. Um, but it's the, like um like a lost. You, yeah. Have you seen Lost? <laughs> the show Lost. But also, <laughs> but here's the thing about here's the thing that bugs me is that uh it the way purgatory my understanding is initially it seems like something that's very exclusive to a very small amount of people. But when I sat down and really thought about it, it made me realize that, according to Catholics, everyone's going to end up in purgatory. Because yeah. if I remember correctly, you, there are, they, they have categorized sin into, like, I guess, the worst sin, you know, uh, um, and, and, and it takes a particular type of sin to make you, I guess, fall. And if you don't, if you don't do what, according to Catholicism, you're supposed to do to kind of get out of that dip or that slip, then uh, that's it. You're you're done, and you're going to purgatory. So, I but but I remember thinking in the in that moment, wow, I feels like everyone's gonna end up there. So. Yeah, but um, obviously that's not what we in Christianity, uh, we believe, because that's, I mean, their idea of purgatory, I feel, is what Jesus already did. <laughs> he purged us of our sin when he died on the cross for us. You know, that was the point of that. If, um, if we need to go to another state before going to eternity then we're again saying it's not just Jesus. It's Jesus plus your works plus purgatory. Yeah. Um, so yeah, another big one is uh, uh, praying the for saints. the dead and praying to the dead. Yeah. Or, so praying, is, or praying to the saints. Yeah. Which is, Which, I guess, the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean... Again, this this touches back on on the other thing that we talked about, right? With priests, um, you know, uh, Catholics believe that you know the people who have deceased are in a position, and uh, and even more specifically, Mary, the mother of Jesus, the earthly mother of Jesus, uh, that she is in a position, or that dead um, believers are in a position to intercede for us. What? Uh, to, yeah. to God and you know based on again some of the scriptures that we've referenced here uh, you know scripture tell us 
tells us the opposite of that. You know, Jesus is the only one that intercedes for us, right? You yes, know? and I have uh, Hebrews nine twenty seven says, and just as it is appointed for man to die once, and after that comes judgment. Yes. <clears throat> so that, again, that just shows that you know what we're saying that it you know someone can't uh, try to appease the sins of it, someone who's also died, someone who's already died. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the other, uh, I have another verse here, um, Revelation 22, 8 and 9, um, says, I, John, am the one who heard and saw all these things, and when I heard and saw them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed them to me. But he said, no, don't worship me. I am a servant of God, just like you and your brothers, the prophets, as well as all who obey what is written in the book. Worship only God. And so I've, the point of this verse in, in uh, speaking on this is, it, you know, prayer is a form of worship, right? We've discussed it before. And if you're praying to someone who's passed away, if you're praying to Mary, if you're praying to, I mean, might as well throw this in there, but you're praying to Allah, you're praying to Joseph Smith, you're praying to Buddha, whoever, right? If you're praying to anyone other than God the Father through Christ in his name, then, you know, then, um, you know, that's not okay. Yeah. So um, another big, big one. Sorry, which... before before we move on, I think yeah. I think going back to you know um, praying to priests and deceased and all that um, didn't mean to rhyme, but you know I do it all the time. Uh, is, <laughs> is with Mary, I think is because you know they they look at Mary and revere her as holy or as perfect. Uh, um, because there's a verse that says, you know, Mary, uh, mother, uh, the, of God. mother of God, full of grace or something like that. Right. I don't remember specifically the verse, but yeah. Um, but basically what that verse is, is telling us is that, you know, uh, God favored her, right. God favored her by what, by using her as the vessel who would deliver the savior. Right. And so um, that, but that doesn't, doesn't mean that she is holy because in order for her to be holy, she have to be sinless. And scripture tells us that Jesus is the only one who lived a sinless life. Mm -hmm. So just wanted to, you know. No, that's huge. I didn't, for some reason, I mean, I always thought when I think of Catholicism, I think, I think the first thing difference my mind goes to is the fact that there is so much reverence for Mary, but I didn't even have Mary in my, in my notes. <laughs> yeah, no, Mary is <laughs> huge. It's no, huge. Mary is huge because, you know, the, I, I've heard, I've heard Catholics say, you know, I, oh, when I lose something, I pray to Saint so-and-so because he helps me find things. And I'm like, what, you know? It, it just, it catches me off guard sometimes because, you know, 
it's hard for me to look at Mormons and Catholics who might in one, you know, in one occasion or another hold a Bible under their arms to say these things that contradict what they are holding under their arms. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, um, so that's, you know, that's why. Yeah. But yeah, but Mary is huge. So another big one um, that I looked into is the fact that um, the Catholic Bible has 14 extra books than the Christian Bible does. Um, and so I, did I not looked know into that actually. Yeah. So, um, and those 14 books are called the Apocrypha or the, um, this is a hard word, Deuter, Deuter Canonical. Deuteronocanonical, yeah. Yeah, it's a deuterocanonical. Yeah. Deuterocanonical. Yeah, that word. <laughs> um, anyway, so it has these 14 books that the Bible has. So um, I have a couple, I have a few reasons listed why um, why the Christian Bible doesn't. So, so it was very frustrating because my first, um, when I'm doing research for, uh, you know, this, these last couple of weeks doing research for religion, I'll look up videos because that's just, easy way to do something else while I'm, you know, uh, learning at the same time. So I'm, I go to YouTube and I try to find these, uh, a video on, you know, the Apocrypha and there, you know, the Jew, the Jews would say, no, the Christians would say, um, why the Catholics added 14 books to the Bible. Right. And then the Jews would say why the Christians took away these books from the bible so it's like what is it what what it's because you're both saying two different things anyway so i have a few reasons why uh the christian why christians don't use those 14 books number one it's inconsistent with the rest of the bible um so i i think uh historically and there are just uh, you know things that it says that don't go with what we've learned in the rest of the bible i didn't happen to list what those are but um but yeah so when you have a chance take a look at the apocrypha uh and you'll you'll see how it goes against um some of the other beliefs of the bible uh the second thing is and this this was the big thing is jews rejected them as part of the as part of the bible so um part of the history of the apocrypha is um in the third third century bc a greek translation of the Old Testament was written, and that included the apocryphal writings. In the second century, um, the Latin translation um, was written of it that used those writings as well. In AD 382, a guy named Jerome did a new Latin translation called the Vulgate, but he started he start and he started to use just the Hebrew Bible, but Augustine urged him to include those additional books. Um, and so the Vulgate came about, and then that's that's what was widely known as the Bible among um, the Catholic re- religion. And then in the 16th century, the pro- the pro- Protestant movement happened when there was the disagreement of what books should go um, in the Bible and what books should not. But um, but one of that one of those big things is you know these 14 books should they be in the Bible or not? And when we look at history, 
we look, we have to go back to the original Hebrew Bible. And if we compare the original Hebrew Bible, um, it's exactly like the Christian Bible. It doesn't include those 14 books that the Catholic Bible has. Yeah. So we can, we can say from that, because right, we're, we're basing our basis on what is the Old Testament from, you know, what was handed out, what was handed down in the Jewish religion. Yeah. Uh, throughout time and it didn't include those those books and i think it's also the view of the bible right according to catholics mm -hmm. they hold that it is the responsibility of the church to declare authoritatively and infallibly what constitutes scripture and why they've changed that explains why they've changed it for christians mm -hmm. on the other hand we hold that the church uh, observes and discovers but not authoritatively decides uh, right. So to add to that before you uh, move on, so a response to these books being added was, like I said, the Protestant movement with Martin Luther, the, the, the thesis being put on the church wall and all that. The response to the Protestant movement was in 1546, they had the Council of Trent, where the Catholic Church insisted that the inter interpretation of the Bible was solely um, for the teaching office. So it was solely for the popes and the priests to do because there was this argument of, oh, these are books and these are not books. Correct. So, yeah. So um, those are a couple of reasons. Also, Jesus did not, although Catholics would argue against it, but Jesus did not quote or reference from the, um, from the Apocrypha. If we look uh, very quickly at Luke, 24 44 jesus is referencing the old testament and he he says the law of moses the prophets the law of moses which is the first five books the prophets which is which are the major and the minor prophets and the psalms are the writings um but it does he does not when he's talking about the old testament he does not mention any of the books of the apocrypha um and a yeah, and along with that, you know, not just him, but we don't hear the apostles. When the apostles reference the Old Testament, they reference the Old Testament, you know, books that we know of. They do not reference the books from the Apocrypha. Yes. And then uh, winding down for the episode, um, I know that a lot of the Catholics believe that Peter was the first pope. Do you have any thoughts on that or do you know anything about that? No, I didn't know that that's what they thought. Yeah. Um, I, at, so looking at their, their base of reference for this is Matthew 16, 18, and 19, which I asked you to look up earlier. Um, and that's why I wanted to explore that verse because I wanted to see where if that's the verse that they're using to legitimize that claim, you know, I, I did not get any of that from those verses. Um, so yeah. um, that's why. All right. So, um, yeah. So Catholics make uh, the claim that um, this is succession, succession of papacy uh, can be traced back to the apostle Peter. Um, and so they say that Peter is the first Pope. Um, but again, it's based on that scripture, which I don't get that from. Um, but Christians, um, they object to the office of papacy because it's nowhere mentioned in the scriptures. 
um, and therefore not a legitimate office of the church. Um, so um, again, the hierarchy that exists within the Catholic Church, again, cannot be found in Scripture, and so that's why you know we don't we don't see any evidence for that. Um, yeah. So I guess I guess one of the questions that I think Christians and Catholics, I guess. There's a lot of back and forth. Um, there's a lot of Christians on both sides. There's a lot of maybe Catholics that could be on both sides. I don't know. Um, that, you know, are, are Catholics Christians? Um, you know, for Mormons, we answered the question in that episode. And we know that Mormons, though they claim to be Christian, are not Christian. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Are Catholics Christians? Some people, I mean, some people claim Catholics were the first Christians. Interesting. So, I don't know. Just I mean, I, I would disagree with Catholics being the first Christian. I, I think it's just, it seems that way because um, Rome had so much power during that time. Yeah. Um, and so they tried to make this that's why, you know, they, I guess that's why they use the word Catholic and it, that means universal. Um, they try to put their beliefs on everyone else, but those beliefs weren't necessarily the ones that were in, that Jesus taught, you yeah. know? So, I mean, uh, I don't know. I, right, I can't. Because here's, here's, here's my thought, right? Without like getting scripture involved or anything, just, <laughs> just some basic logic here right uh a, a christian right i think by definition is a follower of christ follower of of christ of the messiah um whom you know we know to be jesus christ um so if you don't let's put it this way if you don't hold uh on to the the true gospel of Jesus Christ, then you're not a Christian. I think that yes. we can generalize it that way, just to make it easier. Um, there are, there are. Now, let me ask you this, just just for the purpose of of discussion. Um, do you think that it's possible that are that there are people who identify as Catholics who can truly be saved because they hold to the true gospel yes is that possible yes okay um let me ask you this would that be possible for someone in mormonism who identifies as a mormon but <laughs> i'm I just saying no I, and again i'm just i'm just throwing this yeah, out there just I, for conversation I would, say, but. I would say for mormonism more so uh no because there's just the the foundation of the doctrine is completely different yeah all right perfect. um so the idea that jesus is not god that's completely wrong yeah um but we understand in christianity that the only reason jesus can only be, be is the only way the truth and the life is because he is god and in his um divine authority he chose to get rid of that divinity 
humble himself and because he was god he could take he could take our sin on the cross and yeah. pay for our sin um yeah um yeah i go ahead so i don't know with catholics it just it's it, whatever religion it just depends what yeah what doctrine you believe and i think you're right i think i think the foundation is probably what we would look at right because like you said the foundation of mormonism is completely uh opposing to the christian foundation of what you know means to be a christian um yeah. the catholicism aligns more again with what we believe but that's that's only because the foundation is you know i guess in 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 a large part uh covers the same uh, scripture that we hold to it right yeah um but i think the uh, the catholics fall under that same category as uh maybe uh Juda judaism right mm -hmm. um the more traditional the more uh this is how we're gonna do things um you know based on the law the only difference is is that catholicism has taken it a step further and put man's spin on it yeah um because it's my understanding that uh the jews are just they're they're old testament like that's straight up old testament hardcore they they don't change anything they don't do anything different um right. that's why and I, because the our old testament is their whole bible exactly and again the old testament is is the law right and again that's yeah. what that's why they fall under that legalistic i guess we can say mentality um but but the catholics it's not it's not just legalistic it's also traditional and a lot of that tradition has been man man-made or man-created and mm -hmm. so um so that's where that difference lies but i i would agree with you to say that it is easier for somebody to claim catholicism and still be um you know still be saved i guess because they they might hold true to the you know to the true gospel however i will also add that if you are holding to the truth of the gospel right i think that it's very easy for you to not you know uh consider yourself a catholic for very much longer mm -hmm. because the gospel itself will i think can convict you well i not think but i know will convict you to to question that right how could i be it's for example how could I be a Christian if I'm out getting drunk every day? <laughs> right? Yeah. Does that that doesn't align with you know the way a true Christian uh, would live his life? And is that is that the fruit of the Spirit? Absolutely not. So yeah. in, in the same turn, I think a cath uh, someone who identifies as a Catholic but still reads their Bible and more specifically, you know gospel um they would they would see that yeah so ultimately i guess are so the question was are catholics christian 
And I think, uh, you know, even even with taking those Catholics that we spoke about into consideration, I think I think the answer would still have to be no. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, even though there might be those exceptions who, again, you know, uh, let's say they're Catholics, but they just started reading the gospel and they're they're getting to the truth and, and, you know, get to the truth eventually before removing themselves from the, you know, from Catholicism. Yeah. Those would be the exceptions. Um, but I, I would say that, um, you know, be careful, right? Yeah. <laughs> be careful with that. Um, so, yeah, so I guess the answer is no. You know, Catholics are not Christian. Um, again, it's, I think it's all about, like we said, we've been saying and repeating, you know, following the true gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And right, because I would, I mean, I would even argue a step further and be like, I mean, are Christians, I mean, are some Christians even Christian? Uh, amen to that. <laughs> so Our the idea is, is not really what is the name of your religion is, do you follow Jesus or not? Exactly. Exactly. And what that entails. Amen. Yes, that I, I think that's a perfect note to end on because ultimately, like the name of the podcast says, it's about Christ alone. Mm -hmm. Christ alone. It's not Christianity. It's not Catholicism. It's not Mormonism. It's not any other ism that's out there. It's Christ alone. Mm -hmm. And the only way to get to know Christ alone is through the gospels yeah right um i mean there's there's more it's again not limited to the gospels but you know that's yeah. that's where you start so um i don't know i mean i i know there's plenty of other things like the holy sacraments i know we didn't get into detail right um the obviously we need to do our homework on lint and all of that um but but uh i think foundationally again it's it's important to to look at at those differences because i think i think the differences are more important than the similarities yeah because similarly um it's it's a very comfortable place to be <laughs> Yeah. Hey, we're all Christians. We love you. I love you. I'm a good person. You're a good person. Uh, you know, stuff like that. But, but you know, foundationally, um, that's where it gets uncomfortable. And I think that's where it's harder for a lot of people to, to go to. Um, and, but foundationally is where, you know, where you, you come face to face with the truth. Yeah. So... I guess, I guess the moral of this episode is: <laughs> read your Bible. Yeah, amen. Read your Bible. Uh, we we said it before. If you're gonna read your Bible, start with Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which are the Gospels, and uh, go from there. Um, you might get different a difference of opinion on where to go from there. Um, some people recommend starting at the beginning at Genesis. Um, but I, I think it's more important personally, I think it's more important to get to know who the main character is, um, before you, um, you know, dive into any, anything else, because 
a lot of the other a lot of the stuff you know can seem fantastical right <laughs> like there's no way you know yeah. what a talking donkey what a burning bush that doesn't burn what is that you know sticks yeah. turning into snakes the uh, the ocean or the sea you know splitting apart and so mm -hmm. there are a lot of a lot of you know what what can what can sound and I think a lot of the uh, you know fiction. There's a lot of fiction that's based on stories like that. But um, but again, it's important to start and get to know the main character, the personal God of the Bible, um, mm -hmm. the very personal Jesus Christ. And um, you know, and and like we said before, you know, do the 30 day free trial, right? You've got nothing to lose. There's no money up front or anything or money after. Um, it's just entirely free, entirely up to you. Um, and I think the real question is, is how bad do I want to know the truth? Is truth really that important to me? Um, if truth is that important to me, uh, think about it this way. If, if what Christianity claims is true as, you know, as it pertains to the gospel and to the Bible as a whole, if that is true, is that something that I want to risk missing, right? Because for Christians, this is a matter of life and death. From our point of view, this is life or death, right? Because we don't know if tomorrow we're going to wake up. And if, if we've all, you know, just based on the Ten Commandments, right? If we go through a list of the Ten Commandments and we talk about, you know, um, have I you know, placed other things in the place of God? Yes. So that means, you know, I haven't placed God above anyone. God's not the only God. Um, have I, have I lusted? Have I looked at a man or a woman and lusted for them? Then you, you, you've adultered, right? You've been an adulterer at heart. Have I, you know, gotten so angry with someone that I've wanted to, I know we say, oh, I could kill you. <laughs> I mean, if we've gotten that angry, then yeah, in your heart you've killed, so you're a murderer. So, uh, you know, have you taken God's name in vain? Meaning, have you instead, instead of a curse word, replaced it with, with God's name or with Jesus? Um, then you've blasphemed, you know. Um, you know, think about this. You, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't use your mother's name in the place of a curse word, right? Um, maybe some might, but most of us wouldn't. Right, because we love our mother, we respect them, and so if we wouldn't do that with our mother's name, why are we so easily to default into using God's name? Um, so if we've done all these things, right? We've lied, if we've stolen, we're we're liars, we're we're thieves, we're blasphemers, we're adulterers, we're murderers, right? Just according to our own heart, <laughs> that's what we are. Then you know, then on Judgment Day. We, we would, based on that, go to hell. The beauty of the gospel is that Jesus died for us, and he's absolved us of that sin, and he's offered us this free gift of salvation, offered us eternal life, so that we wouldn't have to, you know, pay for, for our sins with, with death, right? Um, again, and... and this is not to get into a whole nother topic, but but it it's important that you read the Gospels. And again, 
do the 30 day free free trial and what i mean by that is pray every day pray as much as you can um try try to do you know be disciplined in it um um, pray fast if you can um, read scripture but do that for 30 days straight and watch what happens but you got to be disciplined about it amen <laughs> all right so with that um you know we'll end our episode um don't forget that you could find us at ChristAlonePodcast.com. All of our handles are Christ Alone Podcast, except for Twitter, which is Christ Alone Pod. Perfect. And our phone number is? I have no idea. Oh, boy. <laughs> our phone number is... Actually, now I don't remember because we changed it. I was thinking of the yeah. other one. Um, Our phone number is... Whoa, where did it go? I don't know what our phone number is. It's okay. We'll include it in the description. <laughs> yeah. It's 407-796-2881. Feel free to, you know, shoot us a text, leave us a voicemail. Um, whatever it is, you know, comments, complaints, questions, uh, suggestions. Um, Whatever it is, hit us up. Also, don't forget that at ChristAlonePodcast.com, you can go to the uh, store icon on the top right-hand corner, and you click the store link, and it'll take you to our store where you can purchase some of our shirts and our hoodies. And if you purchase one, um, you know, make sure you tag us on your social media and uh, give us a shout-out so that we can also, in turn, do the same on the podcast. Yeah. Yep. Thanks for listening. God bless you guys. God bless. 